if you have car care needs, A1 Custom Car Care. And they specialize in muffler work, custom muffler work. Many people don't know this. That, that actually used to be the title, their, their title, mufflers. But so many people didn't know that they did everything else. So they had the more encompassing name change. I remember when this happened, it was, I don't know, 10, 12 years ago that the decision was made to switch over and uh, label the company A1 Custom Car Care to better reflect the full scope of work and expertise that they have at A1 Custom Car Care. Uh, but with that, of course, can come the 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 loss of, of uh, uh, acknowledgement and recognition that they still customize in mufflers and custom mufflers. And so I like to throw that in every once in a while, remind people if you're one of those folks that want or need to have any sort of muffler work specifically done or custom muffler work, then A1 Custom Car Care. They're there for you. There you have it. Mike Kehoe gains gubernatorial endorsement from Missouri Chamber of Commerce. Now, this should come as no no real surprise. Um, one, Kehoe was chairman of the Missouri Chamber of Commerce for like 20 years. So there's that. But also, the Chamber of Commerce has demonstrated that they kind of like big government and taxes, and Mike Kehoe was tax hike Mike too, or Lieutenant Tax Hike Mike, I guess would probably be the best. You know, uh, Tax Mike Hike Parson spent a, a tremendous amount of effort making his way across the state, not so much publicly, but what was happening, just for those that don't know, the Parson administration would go to smaller communities. Well, maybe larger ones as well, but I know I had a lot of communication with mayors and people that were on councils that were in some of the, the area communities, and the Parson administration would go and, and sit down and be like, hey, if you guys just had anything infrastructure-wise, like with roads, you could ever possibly want, like a Make-A-Wish Foundation kid, what would it be? And they'd be like, well, it'd be great to have this, this, and Oh, yeah, that would be Oh, you know what? A gas tax increase could get you that. Oh. So you need to go out, and you need to make sure your citizens understand that they need to support this gas tax increase. And that was when it came up for the second or third time of the vote of the people, and the people, you know, once again said, no, we do not want another tax increase. Please stop. And so they got tired of the people rejecting it, decided, well, we're just going to do it on our own anyhow. And, and, and it was the amount of increase was a violation of the Constitution. See, in Missouri, you cannot raise taxes. This is called the Hancock Amendment, named after... Uh, Mel Hancock, who would eventually round out his political career as the congressman prior to Roy Blunt, 7th Congressional District. And we have what's called a Hancock Amendment, and the Hancock Amendment says in Missouri, you cannot raise taxes faster than the rate of inflation without permission from the people. So that's why they kept coming to the people Mike Parson, Lieutenant Governor uh, Mike Kehoe, and, and other there were other establishment Republicans. Um, because they wanted to raise it so much, 
it would have been a violation of the, the Hancock Amendment unless Missourians gave permission to do so. But you idiots <laughs> just kept, you didn't know what was good for you, and you kept saying, no, stop trying to raise our taxes. We don't want to do it. So they went ahead and did it, and the way that they got around the Constitution was to incrementally raise it over, I think it's five years. So that's why every year it raises here, 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 because they wanted to raise it to a degree that would have been in violation of the Constitution. So that was their workaround. That's how badly they wanted taxes to be raised. Uh, that much was to you know go around the Constitution. And, and uh, so, of course, again, Lieutenant Governor Mike Kehoe was instrumental in that. And I'm sure that when asked about it, he'll explain why. Missourians needed them to do that. But I, I would remind you, if you are a person who runs and you say you're for smaller government and lower taxes and you're against tax increases, that doesn't mean until you are for them, okay? Because then Democrats could say the same thing. Oh, no, we're, we're, we support tax uh, cuts as well. Well, but you raised them over here. Well, we needed to raise them over here, see. So just because you have an R next to your name does not give you a special privilege to do that that the Democrats don't get. You either support raising taxes or you don't support raising taxes. And you know what? Just to embrace it. Just at least do that. If you are a Republican, whomever it is, and you do not believe that lower taxes is the way to go, you believe that, um, that in Missouri... Missourians haven't been paying enough taxes, and so at the pump, for example, you had to have five separate tax increases. Just do us. Just get a little bit of dignity. Do us the favor of saying, yeah, you guys weren't paying enough taxes. You needed to pay more. And I embrace it, and I'm proud of my effort to do everything I could in my power to push that through. So, it, you know, it I, to me, the chamber, given that they seem to, you know, and, and there have been a number of Republicans on a national stage who have said Republicans have got to understand the Chamber of Commerce is not a this business friendly, um, you know, in, entity any longer in terms of free market system. Uh, you know that they they are synonymous with the Democrat Party's way of doing things. And people just have to wake up to that reality. Now, some of us have seen this for some time. We've known this for some time. But that is a difficult thing. And a lot of Republicans still want that endorsement because they can then, based off of this, you know, the, the residual uh, clout, if you will, or the, the residual um, presentation that it provides, you know, people still think, oh, the chamber that, you know, they're for lower taxes and smaller government because that's good for business. And, uh, and, and they know that people believe that and they think, well, the chamber is pro-business. That's good. Right. And, and so a lot of establishment Republicans still want to have that endorsement. I, for me, while I won't simply reject any candidate or supporting any candidate based on any single endorsement, it certainly does, you know, give me pause. Like, okay, why do they want this candidate? Let's not forget on a national level, the chamber of commerce is the reason that the Democrats in the 
prior election cycle before Republicans took over and Democrats barely clung to power, the Chamber of Commerce spent a lot of money and a lot of effort saving vulnerable Democrats. And all of the horrendous spending that came along those first couple of years of the Biden administration where they had free reign to do whatever the hell it was that they wanted and all of the inflation that came as a result, the Chamber of Commerce helped make that happen by saving those vulnerable Democrats. Now, their what they claim was their belief is that, well, we thought if we help save them, uh, then they would not do those things because we helped save them. I don't believe anyone's that naive. The idea is that instead of just helping Republicans take over so those things don't happen, is you save the Democrats and then cross your fingers and hope because you saved them that they would go, oh, okay, well, we're going to give up on all of our efforts of increasing spending and increasing taxes because you helped save us. Amazingly enough, it didn't work out that way, of course. So that means either the chamber really, truly, and this again, I'm talking about on a national level, really, truly, genuinely, you know, they're, they're exposing themselves more comfortable showing their true colors and helping save Democrats from that round of elections from being ousted, which again has been totally devastating the results of that to our economy. Or they are so absolutely naive and foolish. They should not be listened to. That's just my assessment. Latest news update. Good morning, I'm Color 10's Jesse Inman. Here's a look at what's making news on your Wednesday. Police are searching for the person who they say shot a man in the leg overnight in North Springfield. That shooting happened in the street near National and Turner. And the victim suffered non-life-threatening injuries. Police tell Color 10 they have multiple people of interest. An update now on a Springfield apartment complex at the risk of being shut down due to safety violations. The city completed its reinspection on Monday at the Greystone Apartments on East Battlefield Road and reported they saw progress being made to address flooding and mold damage. Greystone is replacing the damaged sections of drywall and other parts of the building. The city says it will continue to work with the owner as progress is being made. For Color 10 News and Fox 49, I'm Jesse Inman. First alert forecast sponsored by Navant, employee benefits that work from Color 10. Fox 49 meteorologist Tom Schmidt, mostly sunny today, high of 77. Partly cloudy tonight, 55. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 78. The American Transmissions Talk and Text Line 447-KSGF. Regarding Congressman L. Hancock, I referenced earlier the... Um, an, so, uh, Lieutenant Governor Mike Kehoe who was uh, right there with Governor Mike Parson to really do everything they could in order to get those five tax increases at the gas pump. And he announced he was endorsed by the Missouri Chamber of Commerce, and they kind of like tax increases. And, uh, of course, he was the Missouri Chamber chairperson or head or whatever that term is that they use for a couple decades. So it makes sense. And I was mentioning the Hancock Amendment, which does not allow politicians in Missouri to raise taxes. This is a simple description of it. To raise taxes on Missourians faster than the rate of inflation without permission, a.k.a. a vote of Missourians. And that's why so many different times they kept coming to us for a vote. 
and we kept saying no. So they did it themselves, but they spread it out over five different years in order to sort of a loophole, if you will, to circumvent the Missouri Constitution and the Hancock Amendment. And that was due to Mel Hancock. One of your text messages noted politicians effing hated Mel. Uh, most of the establishment, yes, they did. He, people called him, give him hell, Mel. Uh, just to give you a sense, and Mel Hancock really was, in, in my experience around him, and it's much more limited than others, but he was one that really truly believed in lower taxes, smaller government, less spending, and so forth. And when he got elected to Congress, he got up in, into D.C., and he had a very outdated bag phone. Now, for those of you that don't know what a bag phone is, that was the early version of a cell phone. But you had, it, like, it had a bag that it, because the the hardware component to it was so big, you carried it in a bag. So it was called a bag phone. And when he got elected, they, it was technology had clearly advanced. And when he got to Washington D.C., one of the things they're like, "Well, you're assigned," you know, they sort of, "What is that?" It's a bag phone. Well, your days of getting into the future are here because, one, not only is technology advanced and you don't have to carry a cell phone in it. You don't have to have an entire bag that you carry with you. Like it's carrying the nuclear, you know, the football, the codes uh, in order to have a conversation with someone on the phone. Here you have, and, and you know, it's, it's the taxpayers, obviously. This is part of uh, the perk of being a member of Congress. And he's like, I don't need that. Why should the taxpayers pay for me to have a phone when I have one that still works? That that was that was Congressman Mel Hancock. I was talking earlier, and this is a great text. Whomever sent this in, some one of our listeners, I believe, out in California, or the number is a California number, and the the first hour. The response of the Biden administration to the announcement that we're paying $6 billion plus dollars ransom for American hostages in Iran and their declaration, no, it's not ransom. And, and the Democrats, how they just change the meaning of what words are. You know, I, I read the definition of ransom, and, and that is exactly what happened. So the text that came in, Humpty Dumpty's words. When I use a word, Humpty Dumpty sad, said in a rather scornful tone, it means just what I choose it to mean, neither more nor less. The question is, said Alice, whether one can make words mean so many different things. The question is, said Humpty Dumpty, which is to be master, that is all. Uh, from Lewis Carroll, Alice Through the Looking Glass. And that is what occurs, and that's why people, you know, words. The point of a word is so that you and I both are on the same page as to what is being discussed. The word rock 
was developed so that if I am talking about a rock, if I in my mind know, then that's, you know, I in my mind, this is what I, I, this is what I'm wanting to convey to you that I'm thinking about. I use that term so you know it. This is why words are important. When you, when you just declare, I am the God of words and they mean whatever I want them to mean, it does. It gives you the absolute power. Because you can just switch them at any time. You can do whatever you want and then declare, well, that's not what I'm doing. What you're saying, I'm doing that because that's not what that word means anymore. So in other words, girls that even in law are protected from having to compete against boys in sports, Democrats just come along and go, um, girl no longer means girl, boy no longer means boy. Any boy can just declare that he's a girl and that's what it means. Oh, there was a ruling regarding a sorority. You may have seen this. We touched on it briefly. There is a guy who identifies as a girl, hasn't actually done anything physically to alter, if you know what I'm talking about, and would walk around naked, according to the, the, the complaints, with an erection gawking at some of the sorority girls. And as you can imagine, a number of the sorority girls had a problem with this. And at, now he was allowed to come in. I don't know whomever the decision makers with the sorority were, but they went to court because they said, look, the the little contract or agreement, I'm not sure exactly what it, I've never been in a sorority or a fraternity, but but you know, it it was very clear that this is an organization for women. So they are, you know, the, 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 there's a violation here going on. And the judge ruled, well, it's not up to me to decide what woman is. And so if whomever wrote the contract, whomever wrote these bylaws, these rules, just declare that a woman can also be a human, uh, you know, a person with uh, XY chromosomes and male genitalia, then that's up to them. Well, look at what power then that gives. Words become meaningless. Because then whomever just declares, I am the more powerful one, I am in the position of power, therefore I get to decide what words mean, then contracts are meaningless, agreements are meaningless, conversations are meaningless, laws become meaningless in terms of all of, in terms of them meaning something in a static and legitimate sense. Coming up, income, there's some all right, new numbers. United States Census Bureau. And it is indicating what many of us feel on a daily basis. Income dropped. Poverty has soared under Biden. These are real numbers. Poor have gotten poorer. Despite the Biden administration and Democrats' efforts to tout their what they define as successes of Bidenomics. A report from the U.S. Census Bureau has revealed that many Americans saw their economic situations deteriorate dramatically in the first half of Biden's terms. While the official poverty rate hovered around 11.5% in 21 and 22, according to the report, the supplemental poverty measure increased 4.6% in 2022 to reach 12.4% marking the first overall increase in that metric since 2010, so in over a decade. 
In total, 37.9 million Americans lived in poverty in 2022. The report partially attributed the increase to the expiration of tax credits, pandemic stimulus payments. Income, meanwhile, dropped across an array of metrics. Real median household incomes declined by 2.3%, while real median in earnings of all workers dropped by 2.2%. The drop was less severe among full-time year-round workers who saw a 1.3% decline. Inflation soared 7.8% from 21 to 22, marking the largest single-year increase in cost of living since 1981. The Census Bureau statement follows other bad economic news. Now, this story says for the president, but it's actually for Americans. The unemployment rate uh, rising from 3.5 to 3.8, while inflation continues to tick up 3.2%. Again, these are the realities. And it is... Largely because of a corrupt media that a political party that every time it is in power in modern history and gets its economic policies put into place, the poor get poorer, the poverty rate increases, and the standard of living goes down. Yet these are the people who run around saying they're for the working man. Therefore, a living wage. Therefore, lifting people out of poverty. Yet over and over and over again, the reality is those are not the results. The opposite occurs. And unfortunately, again, and this is largely you know, media that is, is responsible for this, the, the, the majority of people who go to media in order to find out what's going on don't know these realities. Because it's hidden from them. Do we think that the media is really going to be focusing on this? Do we think the media is going to be out there? No. What does the media do? They sit around and scratch their heads. We don't understand why people don't support Biden. <laughs> oh, a Biden administration official, why do you think it is that more Americans just, you know, they don't understand all the successes you've had? What, 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 what isn't resonating? What is resonating is reality. And, uh, you know, you can get these, and I, I don't understand, you know, we're talking about Mike Kehoe earlier announcing he's running, or, uh, uh, you know, some of his endorsements. And on the Democrat side, you got Crystal Quaid. How do you go out there and run as somebody who cares for the working person, who cares for the single mom struggling, who cares for... The, the blue-collar worker out there who, who says they, they, that they want to support policies that lift people out of poverty when your political party always does the opposite. Are you a liar? Are you a psychopath? Are you delusional? I, I mean, it's just... I know many of you share the same frustration I do. It's reality. Traffic update. I'm Nick Reed. First alert forecast sponsored by St. Clair of the Ozarks Home Improvements from Color 10. Fox 49 meteorologist Tom Schmidt. Sunny 77 today, tonight. Low of 55. And much like today, tomorrow, 
will be sunny with a high of 78. Sarah Myers. Thank you. Beatles property maintenance. Whenever an unexpected home repair pops up, it can be frustrating. And I get that because I live in a full. Oh, oh, let me try that again. Good Lord. I live What's in wrong a. With you? I don't know. My nose is running. So oh. I know I'm a hot mess over here. Now, what I was trying to say is I live in an older farmhouse. So I get it when unexpected home repairs pop up. Uh, that's why I love to recommend Bruce and his team over at Beatles Property Maintenance. Now, I actually had a listener reach out to me, uh, I guess it was last week, and they are planning on doing a bathroom remodel, but they are also needing some work done on their floor first. And they asked me now, who is that company that helped you redo your kitchen floor? And I told them about my experience and just the top-notch service that I've received from Bruce and the Beatles Property Maintenance team. And that's why I keep calling them back, because they're good people and they do great work. So whether you are needing crawl space repairs, mold remediation, water restoration, or a bathroom remodel, Beatles Property Maintenance is the company to call. Beatles is spelled B-E-A-D-L-E-S, and you can find all of their contact information under the Sarah's Endorsements tab at ksgf.com. Fox News is reporting that Pennsylvania police have announced that escaped prisoner is in custody. This is the, um, I believe he was in the country illegally, and he was in prison, he escaped, he's been running around, and um, they're announcing that they, they have caught him. I mean, it appears to see them now, huge SWAT team looking uh, environment and putting them in the back of uh, some, looks like a military type vehicle. So we got that taken care of. Uh, here is an interesting story from Georgia. Republican Governor Brian Kemp has declared a state of emergency. We know this is the new thing, state of emergency. The state of emergency, I think now, when any executive gets elected, they need a magic wand that says state of emergency on it. Because this is, we've seen it after COVID. Anytime you want to do something that the law or the Constitution doesn't allow you to do, just declare a state of emergency because then that just allows you to kind of do whatever you want. And hey, why not, right? And especially if you know, you're going to use it to actually benefit the people of Georgia, and you've got two ways to use it. You can use it the Democrats' way, and that is to violate people's constitutional rights or you can use it in this way the brian kemp way and that is to help the people and so he has declared a state of emergency over high inflation due to the biden administration's economic policies he announced the declaration declaration yesterday stating that it will the state temporarily suspend state taxes on motor and locomotive fuel, a move that his office described in a statement as an effort to provide direct relief to families throughout the state. Hey, I wonder if uh, we can get Tax Hike Mike to do that for us here in Missouri. Or at least to suspend the increase in taxes at the pump. Can we at least get that? Suspend raising our taxes at the pump? Can we maybe? Or is that too much for a conservative Tax Mike Hike? The effect in Georgia goes into effect Wednesday and will remain in place until October 12th. Perhaps that's not bold enough, however. 
why not just declare a suspension on federal income taxes? Well, now, can't do that. I mean, that's a, a federal issue. Hey, if the Democrat governor of New Mexico can suspend part of the freaking Constitution, why can't Brian Kemp suspend citizens having to pay federal income taxes? I think it becomes a little difficult to argue that that as a governor, you cannot use emergency powers to suspend people's requirement to pay federal income taxes if, on the other hand, you can just completely eliminate parts of the Constitution, which is what currently is occurring in New Mexico. By the way, the Democrat attorney general has said, uh, yeah, by the way, if the governor gets sued over this, I'm not really going to help defend the governor's office. This is um, a, a step a bit too far. Democrats, they have mastered, generally speaking, the art of incrementalism, but the water got turned up a little too fast, a little too hot. And I think particularly getting into election season, presidential election, and Democrats already are because of COVID and the COVID lockdowns and the the separation of kids from their parents when it comes to their education are recognizing more and more Americans, particularly the suburban housewives, are recognizing them as having a dictator personality, a totalitarian perspective. So having one of their governors come out and just openly say, well, I'm going to just suspend uh, uh, the Second Amendment uh, for a period of time of my choosing. Like eh, That's not going to help us right now. That's the sort of thing that you do after we win an election, not while we're going into one. But back to the original point, I mean, that's great. We're going to start allowing the usage of emergency to just arbitrarily lift laws, to lift constitutional, uh, or, you know, to, to uh, eliminate parts of the Constitution. And if Brian Kemp, Republican of Georgia, wants to use it for the, the temporary elimination of taxes, uh, why not do it on a federal level? Why stop at the state level? The American Transmissions Talk and Text Line 447-KSGF. Don't forget at ksgf.com. Uh, I love food. I love restaurants. And so we've got, of course, the Lunch Bunch at Retro Metro. Today's Wednesday, which means we're going to have lunch with one of you coming up here um, this morning. And uh, they open at 11, by the way. People, they every time we contact someone and they win, they're like, well, what time do we need to meet? Well, they open at 11. So whatever your schedule is, 11, 11, 30, 12, 12, 30, um, whatever your schedule is, um, you just let us know when you win and we'll communicate on that. But if if you know, when you're looking for lunch, if you like to do an early lunch, they do open at 11 a.m. Uh, while you're at ksgf.com signing up for the weekly lunch bunch there, we have a monthly pizza party with Godfather's Pizza sign up that you can do. And that one is for you and a dozen of your family, friends, coworkers, whomever you want for a pizza party at Godfather's, who, by the way, does deliver. Sign up for both of those at ksgf.com. The housing market is one. You hear these conversations. You've had these conversations like, well, you know, 
Yeah, sure, the value of your home has gone up, and so you can sell it and get a lot out of it. But if you're going to buy a new one, you're facing that sort of situation. And and so some people have, have eased off a bit um, from the, ooh, let's take advantage of the market. But fact of the matter is, at any given time, whether somebody wants to or not, they've got to sell a home, buy a home. And you want to make sure, particularly if we are in a market where maybe – there aren't as many homes available for sale as would be convenient for you as a buyer. That when you do find the one that you like, that you are able to right then and there say, "Hey, we want okay, we're gonna here's our offer. We want to do it." And the only way that you can really truly, <clears throat> excuse me, do that is to be pre-qualified to get have that pre-approval letter. Be pre-approved. The pre-approval letter say, "Oh, look here, I've already been pre-approved." So we're good to go. No need to show the home to anyone else. And you get that with IWantAGreatHomeLoan.com. It all starts there. The characters make the process as streamlined and easy as possible. And then you will be good to go and secure in knowing that once you find the home that you know that you want and you put that offer in, that uh, you don't have to worry about anyone else coming in and snatching out from underneath you. IWantAGreatHomeLoan.com because you do. Uh, Town Hall has... A piece around an, an observation regarding this upcoming UAW strike. And there is, we talked about electric vehicles yesterday, and the fact that what we're watching is, is socialism, communism, fascism, you know, at play here. The reason I throw all of those out, when it comes to the economy, when it comes to private industry, um, all of those different forms of government, in one way or another, uh, believe that government should be calling the shots and making the decision when it comes to how businesses operate. And that's what goes on with the, and the consumer, what the consumer should have access to. And that's electric vehicles. This is what, what, we're dealing with. And it is also why this system fails. And we're watching it fail right here. The only reason it continues to be an issue is because government continues to force it by passing laws that says, well, you just can't even sell gas vehicles beyond these years or using forcing taxpayers to subsidize these ventures. It's the only reason that they exist. And that's the only reason any business exists in a socialist country is because the government props it up. There is a, a connection to this push for the electric vehicles. Now there's a conflict being created by the unions pushing and backing these Democrat policies that are costing insane amounts of money, massive losses to the car industry. And guess what that means? They don't have as much money to pay employees. The potential shipping stoppage, this is from Town Hall. The potential shipping stoppage over UPS workers revolting over the lack of a new deal is ancient history, but now it's the auto workers' turn on Thursday. UAW will go on strike as their current contract expires with the big three, Ford, GM, and Stellanus, formerly known as Chrysler, in Detroit. Ironically, one of the pet projects of the left and their environmental allies is a roadblock in the ongoing negotiations, and that's electric vehicles. 
The automaker wants to use a chunk of their profits to increase production, while their workers instead want a pay raise. The Wall Street Journal added that UAW hopes to use these talks to reclaim the ground they were forced to concede during the financial crisis, specifically job security provisions and retirement benefits, which were forced to take a back seat. There have been strikes before, and it has cost billions. The publication cited the 2019 GM strike, where nearly 50,000 workers walked off for 40 days, costing the company $3.6 billion. The UAW is also not negotiating with just one company in these rounds, but all three. We could be in for an unprecedented work stoppage during a period when the big automakers are planning to unveil several new electric vehicle models. The journal added that a 10-day strike could result in $5 billion in lost economic activity with the union having an $825 million strike fund that could hold over their members for at least two months. Workers want, get this, can you imagine going in (laughs) reasonably asking for this in your current employment? The workers want a 40% wage increase over four years, among other things, money the automakers instead want to use to ramp up EV production. Thus far, according to the Wall Street Journal, both sides aren't budging. The car companies say they need the money to fund their switch to electric vehicles. Now, again, this is not organic. This isn't the car companies making this decision because there is a huge market for it, and they see this as the way to economic prosperity. The car companies are not shifting to production or wanting to shift to production of electric vehicles more than they already are because they think that, you know, they, they, they have a clamoring for it and they can't make them fast enough. And people are coming to the showroom floors saying, I don't want any of these gas vehicles. I want an electric vehicle. That's all I'm going to buy. That's not why they're doing it. They're doing it because the government is artificially manipulating the marketplace to force them to to have to do this. So the car companies are saying, we don't have money to pay you more because we have to use the money that we would be paying you to head the direction the government is forcing us to head, and that is the production of electric vehicles. Again, this is why socialism does not lead to better pay for employees. So the car companies are noting that they need the money to fund their switch to electric vehicles. The union says that its workers deserve more cash because of high inflation, their work during the pandemic, and concessions made in past negotiations to help the automakers survive darker times. Oh, you ain't seen nothing yet. Weeks of intense talks and combative public volleys have yet to produce a deal for any of the automakers. Union leaders say members are prepared to hit picket lines at a company that hasn't reached a tentative labor agreement after the current contract expires Thursday, 11.59 p.m. Union leaders and rank-and-file workers say the cost involved in the UV transitions aren't an excuse to skimp on workers' raises. Well, it's reality. This is, again, where people on the left are totally detached from reality. You could say it's not an you could say whatever you want. If the money's not there, if it's not there, and if the government is creating conditions that is forcing. By the way, these electric vehicles are a loss. They cost the car companies money, and the government is forcing these car companies into this position.
you, this is just so you're a union worker. You pay dues to a union that decides to help elect Democrats who create these very conditions that now are forcing the company with for which you work to not have enough money to pay you more. These unions have created a scenario in which their employees are paying for their own demise. The UA leaders are pressing for at least a 40% wage increase across four years. They are also demanding, get the, I love this one, 40 hours of pay for working 32 hours. <laughs> so just like, that's a cool one. You know, by the way, I want to continue to get paid 40 hours a week, but I actually only want to work 32 hours a week. Oh, okay. So they want to get paid. So not only do they want a 40% wage increase, but they also want to get paid for not working. They want restoration of retiree medical benefits, a crackdown on the use of temporary works, I'm telling you. We are watching the complete demise and collapse of the auto industry. And it is, it's a combination of the continued, you know, the, the, the unions are playing both sides against one another to their ultimate demise. On one hand, they continue to support and get elected the Democrats that are creating the policies that lead to a lower quality of life for their employees, while at the same time, rules and regulations and laws that are co- that are forcing the companies to lose money and so then you have the employees that need more money but the company has less money because of the economic policies of the people that the unions put into power it is suicide yet they continue to do it Springfield's Talk 104.1. I'm Nick Reed. Uh, coming up in the next hour, some of the latest with the uh, announcement of impeachment inquiry. Now, this is different than impeachment. This is inquiry. Also, whistleblowers alleging that the CIA offered officials money to change the view on the origins of COVID. Again, here, apparently, you've got uh, the deep state offering money for officials to be dishonest about the origins of something that came out of communist China. Apparently, again, the top priority being protecting those that see us as enemies. Any of the show that you miss, we do have the on-demand section at ksgf.com. Something to keep in mind. Another hour straight ahead. I'm Nick Reed.